This is Ion Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to the Ion Foxborough podcast. I'm Chris Mason. Today's episode, I'm going to be joined by Mark Daniels as we break down this weekend's Patriots at Raiders game that has a ton of interesting connections. First of which is Jacoby Myers, who the Patriots obviously should have re-signed and didn't this offseason. Mark and I are going to dive into that, what the future is going to hold for Bill Belichick. How long is Mac Jones' leash? Where does he go from here? And there's a weird, like, doy-doy tangent in the middle of it, but I think you'll like it. It's a, it's a good pod. It's a good episode. But before we get to that, I've got a couple of promo codes for you at Caesars with promo code MASSGET, M-A-S-S-G-E-T. If you bet $50, you'll get $250 in bonus bets. And at BetMGM with promo code MASSLIVE, you can get a deposit match up to $1,000. One bet that I like this weekend is the Lions as three-point three point favorites at the Buccaneers. Um, I'm buying in on the Lions hype, and I think that the Buccaneers have played a little over their heads thus far. So I would, uh, I know, I know, home dogs, but I like the Lions on the road. All right, now let's get to the pod. Welcome back to Ion Fox Pro. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels. The Patriots have been blown out in back-to-back games. Mark, where do they go from here? Down, Chris. They're <laughs> headed down. You know, we're at that point in the roller coaster. You went up and people are sort of nervous and scared. Unfortunately, we've already started to descend. That happened when the Patriots got blown out by the New Orleans Saints, who, quite frankly, are another mediocre team. Chris, I wasn't surprised that they went one and three to start the season. But I am surprised they got blown out by the Saints. At that point, I'm like, you know what, man? The wheels have come off for Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots. It's it's not looking good. Yeah, I think it's really fair to say that the headlines were all like, the Cowboys' loss is the worst loss of the Belichick era. The Saints' loss is 10 times worse because it's coming off that Cowboys' loss when you needed a get-right game. And it's against Derek Carr with a busted wing. That's a brutal loss. So from here, they go to Las Vegas, where they're immediately going to see some old faces. Oh, yeah. Old faces. Uh, Josh McDaniels, Jacoby Myers, Jakob Johnson. You know, what? this is the scene of the crime last year. The most embarrassing loss of the Belichick era was probably last year in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium when Jacoby Myers tried to pass the ball to Mac Jones, but was intercepted by Chandler Jones. Instead of kneeling or throwing a Hail Mary and going in OT, the Patriots lost in just horrific, horrific fashion. And yeah. just when you think, Chris, it can't get any worse we saw the start of this season. So yeah, here we go. One thing I will say about that play is Ramondre has gotten off so easy for his role in it. Like not to go back and rehash December of last year, but I mean, he flipped that ball into Jacoby's hands. I think instinctively, like if I threw this laptop into your hands right now and you had a second with like a defender bearing down on you, you'd be like, ah, get this out of my hands now. So I do think Ramondre kind of skated on that a little bit, but either way, they're going back there this week. And I think Jacoby Myers is a huge storyline going into it because this Patriots offense has been absolutely brutal, particularly on third down. And Jacoby was such a go-to guy in the offense for so long, so reliable, durable, undrafted free agent, comes in, works his way up to depth chart, passes Nikhil Harry multiple times, even though he shouldn't have had to. You know, it was really the first round pick versus the undrafted guy where Jacoby had to fight for snaps for a while, earned them, was really productive is entering his prime conceivably and the Patriots were just like, "Mm, we're going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster instead, who has been brutal this year. Jacoby Myers led the team in receiving the last three years. Not only that, but last year 
He was 16th in the NFL in third down receptions. He was tied for 13th in the league in third down receiving yards. Through five games, the leader in third down receptions for the Patriots is Demario Douglas with four or five, and he's tied for 50th in the NFL. Mac Jones lost his go-to guy. The Patriots didn't bring him back. They didn't adequately replace him, and the Patriots are worse for it. It goes down just as another horrible decision on the offensive end for Bill Belichick and his staff. It's so easy, Chris. You molded this guy. He was an undrafted free agent. He worked his ass off. He did everything he possibly could. On top of that, man, last December, Jacoby Myers won the Ed Block Courage Award, which is given for people who fight through, you know, fight fight through adversity. They do good stuff off the field. They show leadership. You gave him one of the highest honors of your team, and then you didn't bring him back. Jacoby Myers was a guy who Matthew Slater and Devin McCourty earmarked as the next era of, like, Patriot captains. Like, it's just wild to me that the Patriots saw this guy who was awesome off the field, I'd say very good on the field. And they're like, ah, you know what? We could do better with Juju Smith-Schuster, who was coming off a knee injury that made almost everyone in the NFL nervous about giving him a contract, including the Chiefs, who we played for last year. So, yeah, man, um, you know, look at some of the things that have gone wrong for the Patriots. Honestly, you can start with the Jacoby Myers decision in March. The Patriots you know, had a sure thing. Who, Let's be honest, he's not Devontae Adams. But he was better than anything you've got, man. So yeah, it's it's gonna be a um, it's probably probably gonna be a tough time for some for someone like Mac Jones to see Jacoby on the other sideline. I I know there are some people around the Patriots who wish they still had Jacoby here in New England. Yeah, and we both asked Bill about this on Wednesday, where you know you asked him first, and he did the well, you know, it's free agency. A lot of guys leave in free agency, so I followed up and pushed him a little bit and asked him, you know, why wasn't he a priority for you in free agency? And he said he was a priority. Which, Mark, do you do you believe that he was a priority for the Patriots of free agency and that that they were relatively close to signing him? If he was a priority and relatively close to signing with the Patriots, I don't think he knows it or people in his camp know it. From from my understanding of the situation, he didn't feel like a priority. Jacoby Myers wanted to be here, Chris. He told us after the regular season finale last year in Buffalo, he told us he wanted to return to the Patriots. He said, yeah, I built a life here. I bought a home here. I love it here. Not only that, he was very, very close with Mac Jones. Like him and Mac Jones are pretty tight. So for a guy who wanted to be here, the fact that he is not, and the Patriots went out and gave more guaranteed money to Juju Smith-Schuster, no, it would suggest that Bill Belichick is lying to us and Jacoby Myers wasn't a priority. Because, frankly, if Jacoby Myers was a true priority, he would still be here because he wanted to be here. It just, I don't know, it, it makes Bill Belichick look bad, so I think he's just sort of misleading people behind the podium, and that it's not unusual for that to happen. And what did uh what did Jacoby tweet when Juju signed his deal for more guaranteed money? Cold world, LOL. He signed it because he wanted that deal. He wanted the deal the Patriots gave to Jaco- to Juju that he, they didn't give to him. I mean, right there, everyone is the proof that you know Jacoby Myers was not a priority and he was not close to signing with the Patriots. And right now, Chris, by the way, Jacoby missed a game this year. He still heads into this matchup rank thirty third in the NFL in receiving yards after missing a game due to a concussion. Kendrick Bourne, who leads the Patriots in receiving, he's 56. Not Yikes. good. Not good. Patriots don't have a receiver in the top 50 in receiving. Cold world indeed. Could get even colder, too. If they lose in Las Vegas this week, that would drop them to one and five. And from there, it looks like a real free fall is going to happen because then you have the Bills, who you've never been able to solve. Like Josh Allen has just run rampant. And then the Dolphins right after that. So there's a real chance that with a Las Vegas loss, the Patriots would fall to one and seven. Then I think the cries for Bill Belichick's job would get louder. Do you think there's any chance that Robert Kraft would fire Bill in season? 
No, only because it's Bill Belichick. If it was any other coach, any other coach who has been under 500, two out of the last three years, they start one in seven, they're probably done. There are not many people in the world, any like, you know, head coaches in the NFL who can survive that. Bill Belichick is one because he's won six Super Bowls. And I don't think you can you can fire him midseason. I mean, hell, two of his sons are on the staff. You know, he still has a lot of respect for everything he's done, and he deserves respect. Listen, Bill Belichick could retire tomorrow. He's a Hall of Famer, and he'll have a statue here at Patriot Place one day. But you're right. If they lose against the Raiders, they're probably going to start the season 1-7. and seven, And at that point, I'd be shocked if Mac Jones was still starting. I don't really know, Chris, where the Patriots go because they're they're sort of stuck in between a rock and a hard place that is having the greatest coach of all time and a roster that's not talented enough to win right now. So you lose to Raiders, the Raiders, you probably lose to the Bills, and then you lose to the Dolphins. And then what, what do you do? Do you start Bailey Zappi just to say, hey, might as well. I mean, maybe that's what you do. You, you play rookie. You start – Demario Douglas, you play Kayshawn Booty, you start Marte Mappa. You know what? Start all these young guys because you know what? You might as well give them a chance. Right. So I also don't think there's any chance that Kraft would fire Bill in season. I think that he's earned too much respect here for that to happen that way. I don't even know if Kraft would fire him in general if he wants to part ways after the year. A lot of it comes down to Kraft's legacy and, you know, how does he want to remember, be remembered long term where He's already the owner who let one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback of all time, walk in free agency. And would he want to be the owner that also let one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest coach, you know, he fired him. Would you want that on your resume? There is a way that I think that Kraft, if he wants to do this and not have it look like he totally fired Bill, I think there's a way to do that. And that's after the season. If he went to Bill and said, I want you to stay my coach, but I'm bringing in a GM and he's going to have power over the roster and all that stuff. I don't think there's any way Bill would stick around for that. I think Bill says, yeah, right. Pulls the ripcord. He leaves. And then suddenly it's out of Robert Kraft's hands. You know, it's Bill left and whatever. Yeah, that's that's one easy scenario for the Crafts is for Bill Belichick just to resign. I think the easiest solution out of all of this, Chris, is if Bill retires, yeah. right? There's nothing left for Bill Belichick to prove. And I get people say, well, what about the wins record? Honestly, who cares about wins? He has six Super Bowls as a head coach. Does he need more wins to really you know, plant himself as one of the greatest of all times? I, I don't think so. I, I think that's been a bit overblown. And like for the crafts, it would be really, really difficult to play that game with with Bill Belichick, you know, because either way, it's it, whatever happens here is part of their legacy, right? Either. You know, you, you keep Bill Belichick on for too long after a losing season, or you're the man, the owner to fire Bill Belichick. It's such a tough situation to be in. You know, another part of this, Chris, is I don't know if this is going to happen. Could the Patriots actually turn things around? Can they win seven or eight games? I mean, let's let's go through the schedule. Like the Raiders, theoretically, you could beat them. I'm giving them losses for the Bills and the Miami. But the Commanders and Colts aren't very good. Theoretically, you could beat them. Giants, maybe. Chargers, I don't know. I doubt it, but they're the Chargers. Steelers, potentially. Chiefs, no. Broncos, maybe. Bills, no. Jets, maybe. So let me go through the maybes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight maybes, maybe eight teams who are sort of in the middle right now. If the Patriots could find a way to beat six of them and win seven games, I think Bill Belichick's back here now. I don't think Mac Jones is a starting quarterback, though. What do you think? So, first question, Chris. 
Can the Patriots win six or seven games? And then we'll transition to Mac Jones here. They can, but it would be such a, the equivalent of like a backdoor cover on a record like that, where, you know, it's never really competitive and they're never really fighting for a playoff spot or anything. But then at the end of the year, you're like, well, look, look, the spread here. I think the biggest issue, so I think they can, but I think the biggest issue moving forward is that Bill has shown no real vision with the offense. Since Honestly, since I started here, which was the end of Brady's last year, in, in that time, yeah, go, yeah, we, we've been over it. Angel to death, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but the 2020 year with Cam Newton, then 21, 22, 23, they're starting to add up where I don't, you look at the roster and it's like, well, what was the vision here? What did you want this offense to be? And, you know, Bill got asked that earlier this year. What do you want the offensive identity to be? And he said, score, score points. It's like, okay. Yeah. But like, that working for you, Bill? <laughs> but like, what, what is the actual identity here? And I don't think they have one. And I don't think they have one that's suited to the NFL in 2023. No, the, the Patriots have an antiquated roster that's defensive heavy. They don't have an elite playmaker. They don't have an elite offensive line and they don't have an elite quarterback, which really brings us to Mac Jones. Mac, unfortunately, you know, has, has gone downhill so quickly here, Chris, I'm not entirely sure it is redeemable for him. Following week three, Mac was top 10 in the NFL and passing yards, passing touchdowns. You can say it's misleading, but you know what? He was still in the top 10. At that point, I was, it was like, misleading. it was misleading. At that point, though, I, I'm, I was thinking, you know what? Mac is going to be improved. Patriots are going to exercise a 50-year option. At this point, after the last two weeks, I think that 50-year option is off the table, Chris. Yeah. I, I think the Mac Jones era might be coming to an end. What about you? Could this be the last game we see Mac Jones start for the Patriots? If he does what he did in the last two, absolutely could, where three turnovers in each game, including a pick six, puts you in a hole, playing from behind. It's just not winning football. And the whole thing with Mac is he's supposed to be a very intelligent quarterback. And we've seen him play cerebrally and, you know, especially his rookie year, which is crazy that, like, with more experience, it seems to be getting worse. But some of the mistakes he's making are, like, Julian Edelman calls him doy doy plays where you see and you're like, that's a doy doy. He's had so many doy doys this year where it's like, what is this guy doing? I'm here for the hard hitting analysis. Folks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like both those pick sixes are such doy doys where it's like last week against the Saints, eat the football. What are you doing? The one against the Cowboys. Why are you throwing back across the field like that? Doy doys. I talked to someone in the Patriots organization and I said, it looked like it looks like Mac Jones has lost his confidence. He agreed and then said it also looks like players have stopped playing around him. And that's a really bad com combination. Now, what I think has happened here, not only has Mac Jones lost his confidence, I think players have lost their confidence in him. I think we're in a situation now where players are not following Mac Jones. They don't necessarily believe he is the guy to lead them. After the game, Chris, I thought it was, and, and this week, I think it's been interesting how offensive players have been speaking about Mac Jones. For example, after the loss to the Saints, um, Kendrick Bourne was asked about having some type of faith in Mac Jones. And he said, I have faith in Mac and Bailey Zappi. Right there, I was like, the tide has turned because historically, players would stick up for Mac Jones, including Kendrick Bourne. Historically, even like Ramondre Stevenson in Dallas was like, I love Mac Jones. We love Mac Jones. We have his back. That hasn't been the case. Even David Andrews this week was talking generally. Do you believe in Mac Jones? Is he the guy to lead you? And David Andrews says, I believe in everyone who's on this roster. I don't believe the Patriots believe in Mac Jones anymore. And I think it's contributing to some of the issues on field. What, what's your take? Yeah, the Andrews 
answer too was the most alarming to me because there's a way that you can answer that question very vanilla and diplomatically and like whatever but then you kind of bring it back to jones at the end you know you say that i believe in everyone on the roster yada 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 no but of course mac works so hard I, i'm behind him 100 percent, and that just didn't happen and it has all the time in the past so i do think that they're starting to wane and i think like defensive players have to be frustrated how could you not be when Patriots have the eighth ranked total defense right now, and the offense is putting them at holes every week. You know, they're not even giving up the points. It's these pick sixes, and then the offense plays from behind. They're a total mess. I don't blame anyone for starting to lose faith. And and, and an issue is that, like, Mac, there are excuses for why Mac Jones has been bad. The offensive line the Patriots have is horrible. He doesn't have a provable weapon. But the mistakes he is making – are self-inflicted and they're unacceptable. And, oh, it and at the end of the day, you know, you have to play within your limits. And Mac Jones is at a point where he looks so lost. I don't know if he'll be able to recover because I think a big part about being an NFL quarterback is dealing with adversity, right? I, I, you know, you can, you can even put it poetically, right? Some of the greats have been molded you know, into greatness through tough times. Michael Jordan got cut from his high school varsity team. Tom Brady was a sixth round pick. But it's, it's those guys who come out on the other end of it stronger are the ones who ultimately succeed. And I look back into week, was it week three? Everyone was beating up on Mac Jones because he hit Sauce Gardner below the belt. And I said, you know what? People are killing him right now. I want to see how he responds. He went out in a dome in Dallas and played the worst game of his career. And then it's okay. Mac has to go out against New Orleans and not make any mistakes. And he again went out and had the worst game of his career. Mac Jones' inability to bounce back from adversity, I think, will be his biggest undoing. He's a smart guy. He works hard, um, but he needs to make good decisions and be an accurate passer to succeed. And if it's not going to happen here, Chris, I think ultimately his his chance will have to be somewhere else. Can I ask you a kind of dumb question? Yes. If Brian Hoyer was still on this roster, would he be starting this week? I think so. I think if the Patriots had a better backup, they would start they would start him. They don't. And, and the only reason Mac Jones is starting is not because of Mac Jones. Um, Bailey Zappi was horrible in training camp. I, I I don't know how else to put it. He was very, very bad. And, and even this year when he's come on, like in action against the Saints, he he missed some wide open throws. Yep. In, in two games this season, Bailey Zappi has thrown 18 passes. He's completing 39% of his passes. That's not going to get you your starting job. And on top and of that, some of those guys have been wide open. And on top of that, your only other option is Will Gurr. If the Patriots had a Jared Stidham, Brian Hoyer, I, I think honestly think they're starting. So we're at this situation, Chris, you head into the Raiders game, right? The Raiders with Josh McDaniels, by the way, gave Mac his previously worst game last year when he completed around 40% of his passes through for like 110 yards and that embarrassing loss. I don't know how Mac gets through this game. And I'll just say this. I'm very pessimistic right now around the Patriots. I, I don't see an avenue for them to even win in Vegas. I'm so low on this team. So we'll see. I don't know if you're feeling any more up than I am, but I'd say out of the, on the like one to 10 chart, how concerned are you? I'm, I'm close to a 10. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten this deep in the pot already and we haven't even talked about Max Crosby who, yeah. when I was watching them on Monday night football last week, I was like, Oh my God, I have no idea how the Patriots are going to block this guy. So, and, and that's the thing is the Raiders are not a good team. Like I was looking at it today. The Raiders have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. They're, I want to say they're allowing, they're allowing somewhere like they're like 26, the NFL and 
rushing yards allowed or, or whatever. And actually, they're 23rd. They have one of the worst rushing attacks in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback, has thrown more interceptions than touchdowns. They're a deeply, deeply flawed team, which is why when you initially looked at the schedule, you said, hey, Patriots should win this game. I just think the Patriots are in such a fragile state. Everything on Sunday has to go perfectly for them to win. I, I think if there's one, you know, bad turnover, one fumble, one interception, you're going to see this team fold. This is how fragile they are in the locker room. And that's such a tough way to play football where you have no margin of error and one mistake can totally kill you where you just end up white knuckling everything. And it, it it's not a recipe for success, but that's where the Patriots are given their talent level on offense. And, and you know, Bill Belichick has said a lot this week, we're going to start over. No one will tell us what that means. I don't know if they can tell us what that they means. They all have different answers. I also have a theory. I wonder if starting over an offense means they're going to run the ball a ton. I think maybe starting over means put the ball in the hands of Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Freudian slip there. Yeah. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott. I, I think at the end of the day, you have to pound the rock. You have to have these short, quick passes. And you have to essentially treat it like this is a cookie cutter, simple offense for Mac. It's not a great way to do things, but I think they have to put you know, kid gloves on Mac. And I think the easiest thing to do right now is just run the ball. I don't think it's going to be pretty folks. I think the Raiders know that too. And though their run defense has been bad. I mean, any football team in the NFL can be like, all right, we're going to put eight men in the box and dare Mac Jones to beat us where he's been brutal throwing outside the numbers too. There's a lot of, there's a lot of tape out there now. And Josh McDaniels knows him better than anyone too. So I, I think in theory, like they're going to get there and they're going to run the ball is great. But it's so rudimentary that I think the Raiders have to be expecting that and they have to be ready for it. The Raiders actually have one of the best passing defenses in the NFL. They're ranked 11th in passing yards allowed per game at 197. So maybe that gets into our prediction, Chris. I mean, for me, I do not think the Patriots are going to win. I think this will be a game with a first team close to 20 wins because both offenses stink. I think the Raiders ultimately win. 17 to 14 and my theory here is we'll actually see a defensive or special teams touchdown and the Patriots get like one Ramondre Stevenson touchdown I think the Patriots lose I also think the Patriots lose but I go 24 20 they they're so low scoring lately that I think they mess around and there there are some points in this game but ultimately I, I just don't think the Patriots are capable of making that winning play you know if they're down by a score deep Mac gets the ball in his hand time for a game winning drive Max led one fourth quarter comeback in his entire career, and that was his rookie year against a horrible Houston Texans team that they had no business trailing by 14 points or whatever they put themselves down in that game. So I, I just don't see them going to Vegas and winning. They they haven't shown me anything this season to, that points to like, oh, well, they're going to flip a switch or they're going to you know dig deep and pull one out. It just hasn't been there. The talent hasn't been there. The personnel hasn't been there. The Raiders aren't great, but I think they're better than the Patriots still. Well, you know, so far we've seen a Patriots team that can't run, pass, run block, pass block. So I guess you can only go up, maybe, maybe. We'll see, guys. All right. We'll be out there in Vegas. Follow along, and we'll catch you on down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live. <laughs>